Welcome everyone to episode 21 of season 3's official UE Game 121 podcast. I'm your host Terry and with me as always is Daryl. How are you doing sir? Good. You pulled that back quick. I thought you was going to mess oh, that up. I, I was struggling there. It was like a little fumble <laughs> in the NFL, wasn't it? It's like yeah, he struggled yeah. it. He struggled it. He's, He's got it. He's got it. I was waiting for the kill. We need to restart. No, I'm good. I'm good. Thank um, you. Yeah. And uh, we're joined with uh, joined with us this week by Steve of Lazio. How's it going, Steve? All right, mate. You all right, boys? Oh, yes. Yeah, all good. All good. Oh, yes. So I, I suppose we have to do uh, this. Obviously, this is going to be more of an interview uh, format this week uh, with Steve. Um, but get I think it, we have to it. do the obligatory. How did we get on this week? I think it's part for the course of Daryl. But yeah, you're already. Well, done. go on, Daryl. You, you can gloat. Go on. Uh, I won two one, but it was it it was tougher than it has been playing John. So he's obviously doing something right at Schalke. I think I made a a little mistake. Um, in my master tactic, I don't think I should have played what I played, um, but I still managed to sneak through 2-1, and Dave got beat by Cone, so I'm only two points off top, so... Ooh. Oh, five games to Ham and wobble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need one more win to go up. I want to focus on doing that. That's all my attention is, and then after that, I'll see where I am. You know, I want to get the next win. I've got Augsburg next to it. Themselves had a pretty big win this week. Um, you gotta be happy with that though. Two mm. two promotions potentially in three seasons. That's yeah, yeah. That's for, some me, good going. for me, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's going really well. The team's looking good. Um yeah, team's looking good. I've managed to bring in some some good players over like a bit of time. My reserves are looking pretty slick. You know, I've I've got a couple of players that I'm hoping end of season will step up and give me some swap pieces of the guys that are already there. So yeah, things are looking good. Mentoring paid off too for a little 19-year-old, 10-speed, 19-year-old. Mm-hmm. His judgment's gone up to seven with it. So, yeah, it was a good week. Really good week. So it does actually work. That's good. Yeah, both, <laughs> both my mentorings that I've done, they, they've both worked. And how about yourself, Steve? Great week, to be honest. Very surprised. It was a, The last six games are like FA Cup finals for me. Every game I have to win now to get up. Because yeah. since Genoa has been taken over, Steve's pulled away from me. PAOK are flying anyway. And Mallorca's untouchable at the moment. Um, yeah. I've got him again next. I've got Mallorca next week, and I'm a bit concerned oh, about that. Oh, uh, Christ. But yeah. I, this week, or the last couple of weeks, I've let the, the, the leash off a bit. I've stopped the defensive side of it and just gone for it. And... Um, it's worked over the last few weeks, but this week I had 62% to play away to Valencia 1-3-2. Oh, um, So, and t- t- I don't know what happened to his team. His defence fell apart. I mean, for a side like that, he got 65, 64, 67. Ooh. It's Quite not it's a big surprise, to be honest. But um, he defended deep, as everybody does against me. I don't know why. But they just they just do. It's the way it is. But I just let the leashes off, and it worked. To be honest, they they played really really well. Back have started scoring, so um, yeah, it's good. And I had some great transfers this week as well. I finally got me teams away to 106 where I wanted to get for the end of the season. <laughs> you challenging um, me, aren't you, for the? Yeah, uh... I'm determined. Well, he's gone down in my estimations after I heard what he'd done, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Ratgate, yeah. No. Yeah, <laughs> Mirror Gate now, isn't it? <laughs> Mirror Gate now, yeah. Weasel. <laughs> <laughs> now, I got, I got, yeah, I, I think for me, I, I had a, 
So I, I lost 2-1 to Amir. I, I honestly think that's a really good result. I think that's a really, really good result against... Pains me to say it because, you know, he's, he's chief shithouse number one. Um, he's a really good manager, though. He builds great teams. He knows what he's doing. And he, uh, knows, yeah. he, know, he knows who to talk to, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> a few, a few too. It's, it's amazing, isn't it? A few do know, know who to talk to. Get those little, get those little digs in make, there. Make friends in um, the places. Well, that's that way, goal, that way, goal was crucial for you, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I think if we didn't have that. We're, we're. I, I would have no hope going in this. I now I've got a couple of options. Yeah, you, yeah. There's, there's, you know, three or four options floating around. Yeah, you could shit house it. You know, and try and uh, nick a one niller and that takes me through on away goals or just go for it. You know? um, Do you think you could stop him yeah, scoring though? Would that be the concern? Yeah, that that's that's the thing. I've I've got to look at that more. Um, yeah, we've we've been conceding too many. I think I've I've been a bit too gung ho this season, um, and I think it's potentially cost me. I wouldn't want to say a league title. Uh, I think that'd be unfair. Again, they'd be disingenuous against the other guys in the, in our league, like um, like Joe at Katafe and that. But but you'd be close. I think I've been. Uh, yeah, I'd be much closer. I think it would be a, a proper three horse race between us. But I, I think I, I let I let the chains off too much. I, I, sh- I should be a bit more. I should give a bit more, a bit more respect to teams and you know be tighter at the back a bit. And yeah, I think that's something I'll, I'll have to approach uh, and definitely consider. But um, yeah, um, obviously we drew. Drew one all, thanks to Amir. I mean, Grant, well done, Grant. Good, uh, <laughs> good point for Grant. <laughs> no, it is a good point for him. He said um, he didn't want to go for it. He needed to sort of change things up. Um, fair play to him. Yeah, he wants to avoid relegation. I, Again, I'm expecting... Yeah, I, I did my due diligence and did, you know, and pl- played what I thought he... You know, how I would expect him to play. I tried to play against that and, yeah, it didn't quite work. But yeah, we'll work at it. We'll work at it and change it up. And uh, again, probably a new, another new set of formations and tactics. <laughs> but you've got a big chance of going through, haven't you? Because isn't he got half his defence out, Amir, next week? I think, yeah, I think he's got his three, I think three of his main four defenders are out, suspended. Um, his trouble might be stopping you scoring. That, that's yeah. I mean, he's he's definitely been hit there. We've been hit. We've lost uh, Arthur to suspension and our main wing back, um, Benagre. He's he's out suspended as well. So it kind of balances. I mean, I think it's more of a hit for him though because it's all in one department. Ours is sort of spread. It's like defence and midfield. But yeah. uh, I'd, I'd rather go uh, Arthur's my, who I usually use as captain. He's got leadership essay. Um, so it's a bit of an annoying one there. And I'd like to have the balance of him in, in centre midfield. But yeah, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, I think, I think yeah, you have to accept that at this sort of time of the season, that's what happens. But that's that's an interesting one to, to sort of start off with. I mean, how do you guys sort of feel about like the discipline, um, disciplinaries in, in this game? I mean, it, it's, it, you know, if you get, they just sort of, uh, they they go one by one, don't they? Like if you get if you get a booking in the Champions League, it counts to towards the the tally. So does the league. So does the League Cup, FA Cup. It's all the same thing. It's not separate. How, how do you feel about that? Do you think that has to stay, or would you prefer to see it um, separated? I I don't think you could separate it with how it's portrayed. I think it would be difficult, wouldn't it? In game, it would actually be really difficult and tricky. I think it'd be great, like if it was to competition, and I think everyone would be on board with that. But I, Mm. I don't, I don't think you could do it because it's just a disciplinary number in it on the stats sheet. 
So mm, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think it'd be possible. And I don't know. Um, I don't know if it makes sense. It's a, a reprogram thing for him, isn't it? To it change is, that, it I is, think. Yeah. And I think, yeah. he's, I think he's got enough on his plate at the minute, any blessing. <laughs> <laughs> well, how, how about, though, something... Um, this this could be something for you, for Steve, to, to think about. I mean, how, how about something, like, sort of similar to... I think the FIFA are trialling it, aren't they? Where they you or have been using it, where uh semi-finals once you get to the semi-finals it's all wiped and then if you get two bookings over the semi-final legs then then you, it carries into the final then you're out you know that yeah if you get booking in both of them or sent off in one of them you're out yeah i do you think- yeah i think it's it's you has got to be more true to life i mm-hmm. think if things come in i think we've got to implement in the game but i can see from his point of view why he doesn't do it because it's a lot of work writing program mm. I think there's a lot more you can explore that are in the game already that needs changing that doesn't need reprogramming. Well, in that in that case, I really ho- if he does that, I really hope I beat Amir one nil this week and he equalises in the ninety fifth minute only to have it VAR chalked off. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love VAR to come in the commentary. I must admit, but the commentary to me fun. doesn't make a lot of sense sometimes. Do you know one thing I've always wanted with the commentary? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I completely agree. Some, some of it, uh, it link, it ties into it. Like usually, like the goals tight. You, you usually get a few hints there. But um, I, I've always wanted, like, do you know, like you got the message board bit where you could write something that goes on the message board. I've always wanted one that you could have, like, if you win, it goes to the bottom of the commentary. Only if you win, so you get to shit house a little bit. I think that'd be quite funny. <laughs> yeah, somewhat different, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, that could be quite good, wouldn't it? <laughs> Speaking of the commentary, I had had a Terry special this time. My my target man put in a swerving cross for my anchor man to strike a fierce volley. Oh, fuck off. Do you know what? This week, right? So this week, my anchor man scored the opening goal in my first team. Um, My anchor man in my reserve team scored two of the four when I beat them 4-0. And my anchor man in my youth team scored a hat-trick in a 6-0 win. Anchor men scored throughout my team. Yeah. It's, it's interesting you say that because I, I play I've three had different tactics. That that Brozovic, who's my anchor man, usually my well, yeah, I mean, he, he probably would go back to it because he plays well from there and he scores from there. But it, Brozovic has got ten goals in thirty games. I think that's pretty good for an anchor man, isn't it? Yeah, damn right. Well, this Kiang Benny's come in and he's just yeah, he scored uh, he scored a few. Like he's, he's he's done wonders. He's been quite prolific. I think he scored four for me in twelve, and that's an anchor man. So. Sweepers the same, though, isn't it? Sweepers score a lot of goals, and I'm thinking, why are they that yeah. proper pitch? Yeah, I mean, if you play a sweeper and, and you're playing the right tactics with them, and and the opponents don't do anything about it, they can cause havoc. Right. Yeah, they can cause absolute play, havoc. Play the right tactics, your target man can be a winger. <laughs> <sighs> no, but mine does. I'm assist. going. I'm I'm going. Like, I wish. I wish we had assists. I wish we had assists because I would show you. That'd like, be interesting. My target yeah, man be, does, interesting one does wonders. Yeah, that's, that's why I said that's there's that's a lot more you can bring into the game, and assist yeah. is definitely one of them. I think assist would be over changing the disciplinary thing for me. Like it'd be great yeah. to have, but I think that would be that would take a lot of time to. You'd have to redo the stat sheet to maybe separate them. You'd have to have something in place to sort of wipe them at semi final. I just think that would be maybe a step too far for UE. As much as it'd be great, I just think yeah. it might be a bit too bit much too for much. him to do. Yeah. 
We just want a that... form that works at the minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not not one that you can yeah, phone up all of your dominoes and have it delivered and eat it before you can send your turn. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, like, let's, you know, move, moving on to the actual, like, the actual interview side of this, though, Steve. I mean, how 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 have you actually found uh game one two one i mean how, how how has it been for you so far i i'm not enjoying it as much as i thought i would mm-hmm. um a, a lot of the changes that have come in i'm not i'm not a fan of the karma never like karma to be honest and i Great. he's got the players under control because in the last game i played karma players were just phenomenal i mean i was liverpool and the karma players in season one were better than what I had already. And it was just ridiculous. So that side of it's calmed down. But I, I don't know. I'm not not as in love with Yui at the moment to what I was, I must admit. I think being ill and taking time away from it has made me rethink the situation with it. But I'm not... Uh, there's too many... I don't know what to say, really. It's not as much fun anymore as it used to be i mean i was saying to you the other night on on the discord chat like i mm-hmm. i found a player when i was scouting with one of my teams right at the start and he sort of he came in and he was like 208 higher and it was like great it was worth the scouting it was brilliant i got 37 he's now a 39 when i've only paid a million pound for him he's now worth 100 million and things like that you don't get any gems as such anymore it's all seems to be structured and i, I don't know yeah it, it it does feel has that feel of um sort of going through the motions each week it, 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 to a degree it's uh yeah it, it doesn't doesn't feel like a, the sort of the art form of 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 yeah of trying to find a scout trying to bring them up get getting rises out of them um even like players who are usually you know, pretty shocking they're taking a long time to go up and it's just like i can't i don't feel like i can squad build i don't no, know how you, you put it you don't know no i can't i've struggled to squad build but the problem is it's because everybody's spending money on points and the most frustrating mm. thing I found in this game is everybody has to have 10 speed. It's got to be 10 speed. That's all they go on about. And like ages ago, you used to get people join the game. They'd come in, they'd have one or two, say three good players and you'd be able to get one of them off them for a fair deal, but it was always a good deal for mm-hmm. your club. Now, you've got to have 10 aggression in a deal, got to have 10 speed in a deal. They're not interested. Like I've been going in for defenders lately and like I think I've got a fair squad. I I can't I can't get them. I can't touch them because they just want so much months for their players. And yeah. I think that's got a lot to do with the mentality in the game. And I said to Ben a while ago, why don't you just put a post up on the forums just explaining to people that you know ten speed's good, but it's not the be all and end all. There is tactics a way around it. You can beat ten speed. I mean, my oh, way of thinking yeah. is t- ten speed is crucial for wingers, hundred percent. I mean, um. I gave my Liverpool side up. I think Ian Robertson had him, and he said to me, he's won the league in that game now with the same team I had, and all he did was change it to 10-speed wingers. And he said that was the difference. I, I don't play wingers, so I don't really know the, the way to play that with centre-forwards, target men, full-backs. Never played it, never liked it. It's not my kind of team. So he, he won the league. So I can understand that for, for wingers. Understand it for the forwards, but I think when you get to the fact that you've got to have a 10-speed centre-back and then you look at, like, Delete, who was the best centre-back in the game for his age, he starts the game on seven speed. Well, if that's the case, what's he even doing in the game? Yeah, it's a fair point. See, see I've got, I go back. I think that all of that is sheep mentality. I don't, I don't believe mm-hmm. that... I think it's just conversation that makes people believe that. I am 
I've lost six games in like 30. I've got no 10-speed player in my first-team squad bar my goalkeeper. And I have done, I've, won, I've lost like six in 30. I've, you know, I've won like 20 out of 30. Um, and I've got no 10-speed player. I'm playing play to wings most of the time with two nine-speed fullbacks. Like my wingers have scored 14 goals between them in 21 games. Yeah. And I, they're not 10-speed. So for me, while I, I totally hear what you're saying, I, I still don't believe it. Martin won the Champions League with nine speed. You know, I just, um, I don't know. I, for me, it's, it's when a group of guys get together and they convince everyone that 10 speed is the be all and end all. And then that spreads on. And then people think I can only deal to get 10 speed because that's what they've heard. And I, 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 I don't. I've got two of the best four, top four, Average ratings, seven-speed centre-back, nine-speed full-back. And they're top and fourth in the, in the, in the ARs of, of our league. So, I, I don't know. I, I get, you're, not, you're not buying it? No, I'm not buying it. No. Ten-speed, I, I expect some games I'm going to read that a ten-speed guy has ripped through my full-back. I, I expect it. But I, I look at ten-speed like Adama Traore. Ten-speed is great. He cannot finish to save his life. Like he's not going to do anything else other than run around. And I just, I feel a bit like sometimes it's a bit like that. Yes, 10 speed is great. Mm -hmm. But if mm -hmm. the player isn't there, you know, it's not, it's not going to change. If it's just because it's a 35 PV or a 34 PV, but he's got 10 speed and people are like, oh, I'm going to take him. It's not going to be a better player than me setting up my nine speed 39 guys. Perfect. You know? So I, yeah, I'm I'm not buying it. We've we've spoken of speed a lot, and uh, I've always stuck to it. Like you can set up and be very successful without it, and I have. So you know, for me, I I think it's a sheep mentality. We all talk about it, so it must be what it is. You know what I mean? And I think that's what's unfortunate is now maybe some managers have listened to this or listened to guys elsewhere, and they've got in their brain like I cannot swap him unless it's for a ten speed. You know. Whereas, okay. you know, I think you've got real good success it's a fair, it's a fair argument. with, with non-10 speed. No, I, don't get me wrong. I'd much rather, I would always, if you said, here's two players, one's 39, then they're both 39, one's 10 speed. I'll take the 10 speed all day long. You know what I mean? But like for me, I've got a seven speed centre-back who's the best centre-back almost in my division. My target man is six speed and scores for fun and sets up for fun. My wingers are nine speed. I'm two points off top. So... You can still set up and do it. I think it's just be careful what information you absorb and believe. But because I think in this game, especially, everyone has just made it like 10 speed is the meta. And I don't think it is. I don't think, I don't think it is. Oh, okay. I'll give yeah, you an example. Point. I'm the same. So in Football Manager, every time that Football Manager put out a new game or they do an update, everyone's like, oh, it's broken my tactic. It's broken my tactic. Uh, like I've got to re reset it. They've done something. I've used the same tactic in Football Manager for the last four games and I win everything with the same tactic. Nothing has changed because I, I just, I, I feel sometimes it becomes a sheep mentality that if you say something enough, everyone starts to believe it. So nobody does it. Everyone goes to 10 speed because they, they're not trying anything else. But I think if you look at guys like Martin and what myself have done, I've kind of shown that there is another way, you know? It's just affected me more than deals. Because obviously that's, I mean, if I could get someone to come in and do my tactics, 
dud dual manager system, I'd be laughing because <laughs> I can do I can do the deal side of it. But when it comes to on the pitch, I still struggle with tactics, and I've been playing UE for years. But it's just I sometimes never really took a lot of interest in because I've always enjoyed the dealing more. But yeah. Every, every week it just gets more and more frustrating that, that, that everybody's got these, whoever it is, they know exactly what they want. And I mean, that's fair enough. Everybody's entitled to ask what they want for their players. But you've just got to be a bit realistic, I think, sometimes yeah. when what they're asking. And I, me, it's all about AR. Yeah. Stuff 10 speed. I don't care. I don't care about 10 speed at the end of the day. If he's got a decent AR and he can play, every player I've got in my team now has got decent AR and can play well. So that's that's so. an interesting point. Is is that yeah? Because I mean, like, how how do you approach the game? Do you have obviously like like you say, AR is a big point of of what you're trying to you look for. But how is there a certain way you like to build? I mean, like some guys are are very much like uh, brilliant squad builders. Others are really more tactically uh, focused. Uh, others just like to develop squads. I think yeah, yeah, Daryl, you're more of a a squad developer, oh, aren't you? You, you sort of like fly under the radar and, and develop. I, I, I'd like to think myself usually like that. I like my pop players usually. How, how about you, you stay, Steve? I always start from the back. I always mm-hmm. try and get the best keeper I can in to start with. And I realised mm-hmm. at an early stage in this game, keepers were going to be hard work to get a decent keeper. So to have a 3,808, lovely. Couldn't ask for any better. Decent AR. And then I, what I've done is I've worked. I, I don't build squads. I build a first eleven. And I buy cash players mm. in to fill the gaps because to get to that first 11 costs me everything. It's cost me any money I've had. It's cost me every player I've got. I've basically, and what I try to do now is I've tried to get players that will play numerous positions. So I brought in Kimmich this week because he can play centre mid. I'm going to play him at sweeper, but also he's free roll playmaker. He can fill in wherever. I've got Conte, who is a free roll. Um, but I play him as a wing back. He's a 38 free roll, play him as a 37, but he's 107, so he's got quality as well. And I, that's basically what I try and do. Yeah. Everybody's different the way they do it. I'm probably wrong because I got relegate, relegated for a season, but the problem was <laughs> I looked at the division and I thought this team is nowhere near going to be good enough. Nowhere near. I didn't think I'd ever be able to do like Katafi because like Katafi is a great manager, but his squad is is a different league to what Barcelona and that are. So I didn't think he would. But hats off to him. I mean, I speak to him a lot. He's got he's done fantastically well. I didn't think I'd be able to do that for a season. I thought I had to have the best squad I could to compete. So it didn't work. I built the squad or a half decent squad. Got relegated. Now I'm struggling to get back up. Like I said, I built a fantastic first eleven, but unless I win. I'm not going to go back up. So, so do, do you think it's like a case of if you can nail on those the, the tactical side of it? Do you think you've you've definitely got the squad there to to push on? Oh, I think so. And I think now I've got the squad that I can compete in the top league now. But it's just all about these next six games. But like I said before, I'm let the leash off. I'm just going to go for it. I'm going. Oh, you've got nothing to lose, have you? Yeah, He's lost yeah. one game this season. I'm going to make it two. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that. We should have got him on, shouldn't we? Andrew would like to come on and got in on that. <laughs> how how has the league gone for you this season? I mean, it's sitting fourth, a couple of points away. Do you, do you feel like maybe you kept the leash on for just too long, do you, or do you still think it's it's doable? I think I've. I don't think it's doable to be honest. I think there's too much to ask. I can see. I can see Andy beat me this week. He's a very clever lad. He knows how to do the tactics. 
and we've had a bit of banter about it, and I, I just don't know what he's got off his sleeve, to be honest. He only needs a point, so he could set up defensively, looking at my team. But I just think I've just got to go for it. So it's I, like I said, I did leave it on far too long, and I've not been consistent this season. I've blown like my last five games. I've only won one, and the last three games are where I've sort of let the leash off a bit. So, and the results don't seem to be going my way either. Like Steve's not dropping any points. David's no, not he's, any he's, points. he's quality, Steve. He's always yeah. has been. And in, in a sense, even though it's uh, yeah, I, I yeah, we've been talking a, a little bit lately you know, since you jumped on the, since you joined the Discord and that it's, it's been really nice sort of talking to you, getting to know you. And you're, you're really good lad as well. So it, it's sort of it's hard it's hard to say, but it's like it's, it, at the same time, it's really nice to see Steve, who's like a quality quality manager, like starting to get the results that I that I, you know, at least for me that I would expect to see him get. I was, gutted, you, I was gutted when he took over, to be honest, because I knew yeah, he was going to be I looked at him and I thought, anybody bar him, to be honest. And like Dave, David Martin, like he's another lad. He's, his squad's nice, but it's not mm-hmm. the best squad in that league. But fair play to him. He's got tactics nailed on and he's just doing it every week. Yeah, 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 definitely. So it's frustrating. I think I'm... Say you think I'm far enough ahead. I don't think I'm that far enough ahead of Seville or Porto, really, or Granada even. Like Dale's capable at Porto. He's only three points behind yes. me. Yep. It's it's really tough. Really tough. Another good manager, actually, Dale. Yeah. Nathan's flying with Sociedad. It's. I think I'm far enough ahead of him. Oh, of course, Joe. For, so. for a minute, but, I thought you were talking about Tondela. I was going to say, fuck it now. God, <laughs> lines have got to be drawn. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, come on. Let's let's get serious there. The, the, but then do you know what? He's, he's, he's just took over with the way he's talking. He it? took over Brighton, and and yeah, hats off to Nath. He's done a hell of a job. He's he took um, yeah, he won the webbed foot derby last week against Carlos. Um, beat United this week, and then he beat United this week. So I mean, yeah, cracking results. Absolutely cracking results. The wheels Is that, come uh, off. So, he did the same thing with Tondela in it, and then he bottles it. Hey, he's a Tottenham player. <laughs> no, I'm not worried. Always the bridesmaid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They go on a good run. Everyone starts no talking run. like, oh, put, the, put the pressure on. And then they slip down to eighth and no one cares. Two horse race and come third. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's the one. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, is there, what was what was the, I was actually going to ask actually, what I've just put down as well was why, why actually um, Lazio to begin with? Uh, was that uh, a case of that was who was left or was that a concerted effort to to get a, a, a team? Because like, obviously Lazio are quite a big team. No, it basically I was outbid completely on all the big teams. Just couldn't match. I mean, there were some ridiculous prices paid for some of them teams. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Like, I mean, Ben must sit there rubbing his hands when he does that. I think he was rubbing hands. something. It oh, his hands. He, must be, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he must have some holiday sites up or something, thinking that that's where we're going this year. Because he's yeah. like, I'm sorry, I wouldn't be paying what they're paying." But you I imagine, just, as, as the deposits come in, he's got he's gone from Butlins to, to, <laughs> to Euro Disney. Now he's looking at the Cancun websites. <laughs> yeah, he just wait for the little bit to come in to say shells. Yeah, yeah, he's sitting yeah. in his Dubai flat, and he just like yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the one. Yeah, Dubai, Dubai, Dubai apartments. Yeah, Fucking yeah. Hell. <laughs> sorry, guys. Yeah, so you you uh, you got outbid. Yeah, I got I got outbid on all of them. So I just said to Ben, look, I only want to put a season ticket down because I don't like investing a lot of money. 
because I got caught out a while ago with Liverpool in one of the games I was in. And sometimes you just don't know if the game's going to pan out. So, and I wasn't really in love with it at the time. So I just said to him, give us the best team you got for a season ticket. So what, they, what was that then? Available. You, you, well, so you said you got caught out with a uh, Liverpool in a previous game. Uh, expand on that. Yeah, basically it was, it was in the previous game. I swapped them with Ian Robinson for Woking in this game. Yeah. But I just basically, I, I, they were set up to play one way. I tried it. It was fallbacks. I just couldn't get on with it. Just, I, I, I wish I'd had because it, I'd like to be able to play both. And in the next game, I'm very tempted to try and set up for both formations from the start. So yeah, so you can you can be as adaptable as possible. As yeah, I'd assume. Yeah. And some of you said the other week made me think as well about you can play centre forward, target man, left forward, right forward up yeah. front. And I looked at yeah. it and I thought, well, I got Niang as a centre forward. If I brought myself a target man in, I could switch things around. If I wanted to, or I could play three up top or just different things. But I just thought in the next game, I might try and do it. I probably won't be able to build the best team like I always try and do. Yeah, yeah. get a reasonable squad, it might be worth doing. I, th- I think it's tricky, isn't it? Because like, like with my side now, I've got like Cornelius in and it, it's a case of like, I have got a great player who can who can play that target man role if and when I want. But it was all it was always meant to be. I want to stick to my four four two. I love the four four two. My wide forwards. I've always liked that. I'm still saving uh, my UE points to to up Camacho speed to a ten, and then I'm then I'm set and I'm happy. But um, it, it was it was always meant to be just to just to throw someone off once you know once every couple of weeks. But I think that's been my problem as well. Is like it worked a couple of times, and it was just like oh let's try it again. Let's try it again. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and I think I think that's the the point is you need to be flexible but unpredictable and uh, yeah i think that would be sort of a, a good approach I, I think that's how i would approach another game i think i'd still sort of stick to what i know which is the wing back systems um with wide forwards but I, I think i would definitely invest a lot quicker in like a good target man um yeah. something like or you know uh, maybe maybe even some wingers just to, again like i i would love to have i, I think what i'm going to really do in the next game is really set up for trying to bring in wingers who can also play fullback uh, sorry, wingbacks who can play fullback because then um, I could have some sort of half decent wingers and and completely change the system from week to week. Well, you can pick the players be... up for cash, though, can't you? Like wingers, that's and that it. Kind of thing. They're all available on fullbacks. That's it. Okay, I'm curious. The problem yeah. is now it's too Why? too far now. Why would you want to do that with state of mind? Sorry, say again. How, how would you keep everyone playing, and why would you want to keep changing your system with like state of mind as a thing now? Um, What's the motivation for that? I th- I think for me it's just pure. I I don't really think a great and I haven't yet seen anything like any of my players drop um, state of mind, morale, confidence, anything like that. So I've been quite lucky, but I've I've completely like all the way through this game I've tried to be as unpredictable as possible, you know, because I I find that's the team the teams who tend to get beaten the most are. And struggle the most, and yeah, you know, and and they usually come to us, Daryl, because obviously, uh, well, not you know, they probably talk to other people. There's some really good managers out there, but like I get quite a few come to me and sort of say, "Can you have a look at what I'm doing wrong here?" And it's like, "Well, you're playing the same shit every week. It's it's predictable. Like that's that's like that's a banker. That's a three point banker. Um, for for me, if I if I know what someone's and I've got the I've got the the players and the, with the stats to counter that, it's it's pretty much a banker. Um, Mm. Yeah, I think I think being unpredictable is massive because even if you change from being like a really attacking team and then you think, oh, well, it's going all wrong, 
and it's going like like uh, a good example is Grant with Juventus. You know, so he gets a good point off me this week, um, playing quite defensively. Um, but then if he carries on doing that, it's just the same point. It's the same thing. He's he's doing what he did before, where it's it's the same same thing every week, and then people will work that out and work out to. So that that's the way I play. I I I love just yeah. I suppose I'm a bit of a, a Claudio Ranieri in this game. I'm not one of the best ones, but I love tinkering and uh, changing yeah, it up see, and being surprising. I don't. I play four five one. I've got no. Nah, yeah, yeah. Three, but three, then it, I've it, got it, three it, tactics. I've got three sets of tactics yeah. that I just rotate depending on who I'm playing. But yeah. I I don't ever play anything then four five one. But then it it goes to show though, Daryl, how both of both game. approaches. Both approaches work very well, though, Daryl, because obviously you've got your way, which is, you know, you, you're kind of set on what you play, and it's like a case of come and beat me. Yeah, uh, yeah, you yeah. do, you do, you do, you do tinker a little, you know, or twitch, yeah, uh, say, switches. I've got, yeah, I've got three yeah. sets of tactics that I'll change for who I'm playing. Yes, um, yeah. and that's how I set my team up. I set it up to fit four five one and four five one only. Yeah. Like, um, I buy two of every position in all three squads. And I play the three tactics. If I whatever one I play in the first team, I'll play a different one in the reserves and the third one in the youth, and then I just rotate them three. And that's how I set up, and that's how I play. <laughs> yeah, and that that works, and that's obviously a good approach because, like we said at the start, you you know, to, you, you know obviously without blowing you know blowing the trumpet too early. No, blow it. You're pretty you're pretty much you're pretty much <laughs> on for two promotions in three seasons, so it works. Yeah, but I'll then my approach does as well because I've won a league title doing it and i've gone up to the premier league I held, held myself well in you know held a good account of myself and now i'm in the champions league quarterfinal deservedly and yeah and i've just played arguably probably one of the best teams on paper with a very very top-notch manager and i've i've you know been respectable because I, i'll admit i was the first one admit, as one of the first you know, i was really excited about it but i was really nervous i don't know why before my turn dropped because i thought i was going to get fucking spanked I, was, <laughs> I, I could see three four what three nil four one i was thinking i thought just just please keep it keep it close make it respectable that like i can at least go into the home leg and not think right i'm just going to field second string because i'm out do you know what I mean? I, I wanted to go into it like that, and now I can. And I think that goes to show that there's, there's all these different approaches work. You know, it, it's, it depends I think... what league you're in, though, doesn't it? As well, though. Yeah, that's a good shout. I mean, yeah. I'm not not disrespecting Daryl's league at all. But you're about, you're about to though. Oh, here we go. No, no, here no. no. Go. All I'm he's saying is, a bit slapping hand out. <laughs> yeah. Be careful. Yeah, yeah. Be but careful. no, what I'm saying is, like, obviously, lower leagues, there's still quality teams, but there's not the the quality all the way through the lit to every team. I don't know, man. Have, have you seen Mainz's team? You seen what? Oh yeah, no. I see Mainz's team all the time. I'm not like, saying that. What I'm saying is, when you're playing Augsburg, I have no idea how he's down at the bottom. Like his defense is disgusting. Like, yeah, I'm you got you got to be careful. Today, you got to be here. I was hit. thinking like Augsburg down the bottom. This will be the one that gets me promoted. Then I look at his team and I'm like, hold on a fucking minute, like shit. Oh yeah, <laughs> not, I'm not knocking their teams at all. I mean, I listen every week to podcasts and you're going through different leagues and you're saying about these different teams. And I'm thinking, oh, oh look at his team. You're looking, you think, shit. Yeah, where'd you get yeah. that player from? And where's that one come from? Like, but I don't think going through the whole squad, they've got the kind of players that like Barca's got, Man City's got, and then like some of them leagues are disgusting. So all I'm saying is you've got to play, sometimes you could play to the strength of your leagues. So sometimes playing the way Terry does works, but in some leagues, the way you do it works. Like I, I always yeah, look at my league above 
And it's like, I know how hard that league's going to be. I got relegated, completely cocked up the first season by being too busy in the transfer yeah. market. I've done exactly the same this season, being cocky, thinking I could go up. I may have shot myself in the foot now, but I think I built a squad which arguably, on paper, is one of the best squads in the game now. So I think that makes up for me being tactically inept. <laughs> I just think, I've got a great squad. I'm just going to put them out there, play to the strength of my team, and then let someone counter out what I'm playing and let them beat me. So it's a bit yeah. of your mentality, Daryl, to a certain degree. You know, you, you're confident in your squad. You play the way you play. You expect to win. You sort of look at a team and think, oh, perhaps I'm not going to win. But you always expect to play to win when you play. And that's the way I'm going to play it from now on. I'm not going to defend deep like I have been. I haven't used that but, um, very rarely. Maybe I used hmm. it a couple of times against, Je- uh, against Mark and Jesse that first season. Very rarely now I, uh, I use defend deep. I couldn't tell you the last time I've, I've tried it. Everybody yeah. plays it against me. Oh, really? <laughs> it's people, just, it makes me people, laugh. It people does. try and shithouse me. It's getting annoying. So I've stopped scouting. I just give up. I was like, fine, figure out a way to beat me in it. It's on you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joe, I, I think, yeah, you've done well there, Steve. I think you managed to dig your way out of a hole that like you won't be getting an email from. Uh, <laughs> what is it? What are they called? The D- is it DMA? Don't Darryl. even start about them. All right. They all need a job. That's what they need. They need, they need a life. They need a job. It's, it's still the going Discord on. That's Managers the problem. Association. <laughs> you know I mean? They've tried to distract me and it's failed. In fact, it's made me stronger. So keep talking your shit. I know it's Callum and I know it's Reese. I just try to figure out the other two. Because there's one even that turns up on fucking TikTok and start commenting on all my TikToks. Even Missile went on TikTok, <laughs> right? Know. Went on one of my videos, completely <laughs> unrelated. Think? And he was like, Sturmgratz suck. Coming from him. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Has he seen what he's done to Southampton? He's took a, like an average, bang average team and turned them into fucking Accrington Stanley. Like they suck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, fuck it. Oh. And it turns up on Discord drunk this morning. <laughs> yeah, he was fucking at it at 10 o'clock. But that's a good lad, isn't it? I'll give him that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't mind that. Yeah, I can live Jesus. with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> To be honest, oh, my view on the game's only changed because of Andy at Mallorca. He, 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 I was talking to him and he just said to me, what are you doing? And I said, what do you mean? Well, why are you defending deep with that squad? Just show a bit more. Just just go for it. And I said, yeah, all right, yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. I think a lot of that has happened in this game. For a lot of people, they've let the chains off a little bit. I mean, Terry's played a lot of games with me. I've never really played mm-hmm. like this. I've never really no, played like this. No. Or taking it like this serious and actually... Try to like, okay, I know how I play. I've always known how I play, but I've actually set it up. And like my reserves and youth, they do very well too, if I remember to send them. But they're set up too. I've got three players I'm expecting. Like even if they don't have big rises, they'll pretty much be in the first team. So I already know like three players early doors that I'm going to swap on to try and incorporate where the rises are. And I've already built that, you know, and I've never really played Mm. a game like that. And I feel like a lot of managers have done that. I've never done that, see, with youth reserves because I just don't think it's worth it for three points. Oh, I, uh, I live I, I've changed my mind now, but I, I am going to speak to Ben. I've been mean to phone him for a couple of weeks because he did say I could give him a ring, but I was going to have a chat to him about it and just say to him, you know, if you're getting people to pay for the game, there's a couple of things you've got to sort out. The youth reserves has got to be worth running because oh. you'll make more money at it because people will be buying more right. season tickets. I'll be doing it. 
I think yeah, I mean, hugely I, I, I was I was saying the other night. I uh, I think with Martin and maybe uh, Nathan on on um, you might have been on there, Steve, on on yeah. Discord, and I was just saying like I've literally got probably the worst youth team you can imagine. Like I've like my my best defenders fifty OA. I think yeah, at a push, my top attackers the same. Some of my midfield, I just don't care. I just like I I'm just not interested wow. in them. I've got my I've got my dad who's a gold karma player, uh, or I think no, actually I think he's a normal karma three hundred and fifty karma player. And yeah, I just try, I've got him in the use. He's the like, the only good player in the use, and I just train him up. That, wow. That's all it's used for. They're, they're, I, they're, I've got I no no treat, issue with it. I treat all three exactly the same. I, yeah, I, I treat mine with utter contempt. <laughs> yeah, me. I, I treat but, them all completely, completely the same. Like again, hmm. all my youth in reserves are two players every position. They'll play one of the three tactics that I rotate from the first team. Yeah, they'll all play the same. It's very much be, like the wolves mentality. I feel yeah. like if I build three squads exactly the same, I can just slip. Yeah, and see, I, I normally yeah. would, but then it was like my my whole thing this season was to try and raise as much money as I could to pay pay to put uh ten uh to make Camacho go up to ten speed. So it's like two hundred million I needed to raise, um, and I've just been on a mission to do that. So I've literally sold every player out of my youth team, quite a few out of my reserves, uh, and it's just yeah, it's just bare bones now. And and this is goes back to something you were sort of saying, Steve, about the scouting rest of the world. There's just nothing there. Because it would be nice to sort of sign a couple of players cheap, 200, 300 grand, a couple of mil maybe if they're really good, uh, and put them in there. You could develop them, sell them on a couple of weeks, you know, a month later or something like that once they've gone up a few stats. But there's just, everyone's got end end, end game sort of squads now already. Um, and it just sort of makes it difficult because I just, I don't think people are really looking to, because again, it's, it sort of, it mixes a few things we're discussing. I mean, like, there's no one's really too fussed about reserves and use. So, a lot of people aren't investing in those. If there was, the problem, if there was a the problem, is reason. you get three points for yeah. winning it. But I always find anything I bring a quality, the rest of the world team comes and wants to buy them, and I think, oh, if I sell him for forty million, that's four points. Yeah. So, and the problem is that's why everybody's got end of team games in season three. Like I would, I've never had anywhere near the squad I've got now in a season three game before. Mm. Not a chance. I'd be lucky to have hundred one oh eight by now. But there's so many phenomenal teams. And that's why when you look at it, you think, shit, look at their team, look at their team. It's because everybody is so anal about SAs. You've got to have dual SAs, got to have 10 speed, and they just go mad. So they're spending money. I'm doing exactly the same with my Christmas points. I'm putting 10 speed on one of my wingbacks. Yeah. There's nothing else I can do. But I thought, I'm going to do it because I've got a really nice one, that Thais, and he's got leadership and determination on him. I think make him 10 speed, cracking player. I don't need to go and look for another, but that's the problem. That's why I've not bothered with the youth and reserves. And I just think if it was, if it was worth it, and say you got, I don't know, say for example, 10 points, I know that's too much, but say you did. From day one, I would build that youth and reserve team. And then when I'm doing deals, the extra cash you need, instead of bringing it in, I'd be bringing in that left forward underneath my youth team or the right forward underneath my reserve team and that kind of thing and build from there. And it would make it a, a better game, I think. I'm sure loads of people will disagree, but it's just... Yeah, opinion. I think everyone's got different different opinions, haven't they? Uh, what yeah. they'd like to see and what they wouldn't like to see. Well, I, I, yeah, so, I, I agree. I okay. think Daryl and Faddy Long said it on here about like the reserves and youths and, and needed looking at and the MDS needed looking at. I, I think that'd be fair to say, wouldn't it, Daryl? Yeah, yeah, totally. But I mean, I don't know. I've, I've been kind of doing both. Like I've, I'm selling £60 million pounds worth of 
reserve and youth players this week to get six points. And I've replaced all three from Trialist and my scouts this week for under two mil. And in fact, two of them are better than the ones I'm selling. So I don't know. Yeah, I would disagree. I think they are there. I mean, I'm getting I'm getting a 33 playmaker, nine vision out of my, my trialists. And my scouts. So maybe, maybe it's the case of just getting yeah. lucky because I mean I, I'm maybe. I'm kind of with you there, Steve. I mean it's like for me the scouting has been fucking shocking, especially really? do you know the do you know the player scout thing? Yeah, you do that PS uh, on the actions thing, and then uh, yeah, you select the position. Yeah, I, honestly, I've had nothing. I don't think I've had anything come back in probably two seasons now. Well, what I don't uh, understand, I... try lists are exactly the same as when you're scouting for a player. Why mm -hmm. you get a wing back with seven speed? Or an inside, <laughs> an inside forward before vision, or yeah. centre forward before aggression. I'm not being funny, Ben. It's not that hard to change that, surely. I mean, them trialists. Like I said, I'm not trying to big myself up. I've worked hard to get this team. My team's average OA is 106. My trialist this week, I had an 81. Like mm. it's too far apart. They're no good. It's so I'm not maybe, being funny. just throw an odd, an odd one in. Get an odd 95 or 100 OA. Would maybe they need to sort of yeah maybe they need to sort of be as the game goes further and the teams are increasing you know exponentially with it that maybe the trialists need to go up with that you know whereas like at the moment we're sort of getting 60s and 70s um mostly sort of well it's pretty much always 70s for me i see in my yeah. trialist the odd very rare 80 but they're usually shit um, it'd be nice if they were all mostly low 80s and, and a couple that are peaking at 90s or something like that. You know, it, that, that would be, that would make more sense. I feel like I've played a different game to you two right now. <laughs> you are because you're winning. I'm you're not, not going yeah. <laughs> no, I, I honestly feel like I'm playing a completely different game because I get mid 80s. I mean, I've got an 88 this week, which is, you know. No, nothing. Um, I, I've, yeah, I've, strange. I've my scouts are good. The youth is good, and that's what has been a good turnover of cash because I've been selling one on and replacing him with a trialist and and then selling that for like 10, 15, 20 million and replacing it with a new trialist, and it's been great. I mean, I've got, yeah, I'm going to, yeah, strange. To hear what you guys are saying is not the game that I've been playing over the last, like this season. This season for scouting has been great for me. Like I've got, Don't get me wrong, I've got some good scouts. Know? But yeah. near, I've not been able to replace, sell £60 million and replace it with £2 million worth of players ever. Wow. I just seem to be selling a lot of big players out. But another thing I'd like to see as well, though, which would give me a bit more incentive, is there's obviously a set amount of rises your team gets. And to me, I think your rises should be different if you run your use and reserves. I'm not saying you should get phenomenal rises where you end up getting silly players out of it. But it would be nice to see because Ben made a comment which really frustrated me when I was in 119 with Aberdeen. My, I had a good squad in there, nowhere near what them other boys had. But I got a lot of nice youth players that I thought were nice, ready to step up. And they didn't go up. None of them got any rises. And I said to him, well, why is that? And he said, because they're not playing first team games. And I said, where's the incentive for me to put a 95-OA first team player in when I've got two players in the first team at 105? Mm. Why, why would true. I want to? You're trying it's to true. win a league. Yeah. You're not going to do it. So to me, that's wrong slightly because they're not getting the rises as such because they're not playing first team games. Yes, you could put them out on loan, but I've tried that. That doesn't seem to make a lot of difference either. 
So I think if mm. you could, if you could, if he could change it where he says, right, I'm going to up the points. You're going to get six points if you win youth and reserves each. And also your rises, you'll get like 25% more rises if you run youth and reserves to give you an incentive. I, I'd be packing them out because I love building teams and I wish I'd done it now in this game because then I could have thought, right, I finished my Lazio team. I can't go anymore. There's no players I want that I can get. So I'm going to concentrate on use and reserves. If I'd had them players already, I'd have enjoyed it more. That's uh, yeah, it's interesting. It's, it's, it's nice. It's, I mean, in some ways, I mean, like when we were saying earlier about, um, you know, the game's got to match real life. At the same time, I think that thing with, um, you know, getting first team games, that's kind of touching on real life. But then at the same time, that's not sort of, that's what that's one of those uh things i would say can't be the same in this game because otherwise there's just no point because you they would never get into the first team like you're saying steve no. so i kind of agree so it's, it's got to be that fine balance between sort of the game matches real life but then other things have got to be strictly game because oh, you just yeah. take the risk no i put a night an 88 mm. 36 goalkeeper 19 years old karma goalkeeper in out of frustration because my 98 goalkeeper wasn't doing very well. Hasn't been dropped since. And still only mm. 94, 37. First name on my sheet would be all the time. Has yeah, I, I'm, I'm the same there, Daryl. I, yeah. I had... Uh, th- so that, maybe it's just so a risk? The centre midfielder, Nath, just got this week. Uh, he's called Wendell. He, he was quality. He was in my first team right at the start of the game, but he had inexperience, and I'm pretty sure Camacho did as well. And I just played them both, like right off the start. And I think I lost and drew pretty much my opening sort of five, six games. Didn't really do anything special. But then as soon as that inexperience went, fuck, they were good. Really good. Yeah. Exactly. So, so Ben has always said that, not first yeah. game. Yeah. Maybe you just have to take the risk. Yeah. You know, he's never really yeah, yeah. swayed from that. And I don't feel like it's no, a no, clear answer. Ben's always happy to help anyone that gets in touch, like how to play the game better. Maybe you do just take the risk. I mean, it's the first time I've really done it in this one and it's paid off, you know, and I've done it with another kid. Um, I picked up this new right winger. He's been great. He's been the reason that Sabitz could be Mm. pushed inside. You know, it's just, I took some risks on some players and maybe sometimes it does pay off. Look at Anua. Anua was a perfect example, like garbage rating. Man, I put him back into this week because people were injured. Man was a beast. He's an absolute beast. So I, don't I think know. a lot of these yeah. just the risk. I think with these players as well, though, um, I bought a lot of players in. I've got low AR, and then I played them, and they've hit. Like I bit Aurier, thirty-nine wing back. He his average AR was seventy-eight percent. I kept sitting on the bench, sitting on the bench, and I thought, oh, I don't want to play him because his AR is low. And then one game I had to put him in. He got ninety-one straight away. So I think a lot of that's down to tactics as well. So mm-hmm. I'm never afraid to buy players on low OA if I see what teams they've come from and how they're doing. But I'm just a bit reluctant. But I suppose it's because I've never had the quality in my use and reserves, which, like I said, next season I'm going to try and... Well, this season I'm, I'm starting now. I'm building them up slowly with scouts and whatever and seeing what I can do. But like I said, I just keep spending them on points. That's the problem. Yeah, I'm pretty much the same, mate. <laughs> oh, it's a nightmare. Yeah. I, uh, you said earlier, didn't you? Uh, was it karma you didn't like? Was there? Could you? What, what exactly is it you didn't like about that? I don't think you should be able to bring players back from injury early. Okay. Players injured. Players injured. You you got to build a squad. You can't. I don't think it's fair using karma for that. To be honest, because, like I said, you build a squad. You have players. 
like Daryl said, you've got two players for every position. You know, you've got to have strength in depth. I've been caught so many times from it. I've tried not to use it if I can help it, but I'm not a lover of it, to be honest. Um, and the Karma players, it's okay, but I just... To me, it's not true to life. I would much prefer to see foreign scouting where you sort of get a scout every now and then that brings in your player, that kind of thing, rather than karma. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something I used to play in soccer star, which I always liked. I'm just not, I've just never been a big lover of karma, to be honest. I think it's because I got my fingers burnt so many times before by players that went up so quick in other games that I thought it'd be the same. It is a bit more controllable here. And I think the karma players probably won't come good until season five anyway. But I don't know. I just think it's true to life. You can't make people come back from injury quicker, can you? So mm. I don't think you should be able to win this, really. No, that's fair. Okay. No, that's, that's yes, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. I, I've, um, I have used it, but I haven't had any ridiculously long injuries either. Um, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because everyone wants to play their best players every week. Uh, but I, I do agree with you. I only thing I, I would say is if that was the case, I think the duration of injuries and the rarity of the bad ones needs to really be looked at. Like, like I said, I think in season two, I had up at the end of season two, I had three broken legs in like two seasons. And it's like, like, like I said at the time, I, I've been an Arsenal fan for, you know, unfortunately for like 30 odd years. And I've seen probably two in my entire lifetime, maybe three. Yeah. And it's like, it's just, it doesn't happen that often. It's so rare. You know, you get the niggles really mostly like little knocks here and there. A player might be out, you know, fatigued or so. I don't know something, but it, it's, yeah. I mean, I think, I think that would actually make it interesting is having some sort of thing where a player gets fatigued. If they, if they're played like too much, you know, they don't get a break. They, they might stop performing. Yeah. And it could be on like a, state of mind thing like just fatigue need a break yeah, that, yeah well, that I, could I'd, be. I'd have to go and do more deals then i'd have to have a bigger squad because i've only got an 11 and three or four extra players so if fatigue came in that that'd be a good thing i think to be honest because it's realistic you know you, you can't play and i think friendlies should be counted in that because people are using friendlies to take an experience off which is fair enough but surely they should be playing first team games not using friendlies yeah. to do it yeah so I think if you're playing friendlies every week, your players should be fatigued. Yeah, see, I I use the friendlies to um, give the second the the players who don't tend to play to give them game time to keep them sort of match sharp. That that could be interesting. What would you think about something like match sharpness? Like in, in a game, like if if a player is fatigued, the, the match sharpness drops. Uh, if 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 you've got someone on the bench who never plays, their match sharpness isn't quite there. So if you if you bring in a minor or something like that, that uh, you know. They're not quite there, not going to be able to perform as well as you'd like, maybe. I don't know. It could be, could yeah, be yeah, something. From the realistic side, I mean, like, for example, I had Lengley who got injured for nine weeks. So you look at him, you think, oh, he's 78% fitness. Well, that's all right. I'll put this crappy player on for a minute. Then I'll swap Lengley in because I know Lengley will put a shift in and he won't get injured. Well, that's not realistic, is it, really? If he's not fit and he's not playing, he shouldn't be coming on after a minute. So that's sort of a, like a way around it, which is wrong. But uh, I think that there is a lot more we can explore with the game as it is. And yeah. I, Ben is trying. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I appreciate it. He's, he's done a lot with the game. And it's not easy. Yeah, I, I, I genuinely feel it, it is miles better than it was like um, when I did 108. Because I'm probably wrong. But for me, it always felt like whoever had the best squad OAPV-wise would tend to win games. 
like now yeah. it does feel like uh, i i can be like you look at my 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 team on paper against like some of the teams in the champions league like an amir's man city like um uh it's andy hair's uh art media I, I have no business going up against them but i can hold my own because it is a tactical game and you can get little advantages here and there you know i, I love that i think that makes the game far more interesting um yeah, I, ju- I just feel like yeah, if, if the game was a bit more balanced with the stats and the rises at the start, like lower stats at the start and not not ridiculously slow like it's been in this game with rises, but you know, slower than stand, especially slower than the start, I think it could be amazing. I, I think there's definitely Did you ever like in the, future. the fact that we've gone to these higher OA games? Because no. one thing I, I, I like the lower like, ones. Terry, Terry's like, not a fan of that, yeah. No. no, but I, no. I'm not to a certain degree. But I think the reason is now is I think because there's so many ways of upping your players' OA by what you can put spend money on. Like I've, I can't remember remember seeing 111 OA player in season three. No, no, and that that's that's yeah. I mean that was my thing. I think we we covered this on many podcasts at the end of season two. I mean you go through those world world stats pages things and uh, everyone on there was like everyone was like most of them were 40 pvs quite a lot of 39 pvs um you know you've got uh i think mickey at seeing it uh, uh spartax got someone who's like 111 40 pv i mean it's fucking it's ridiculous yeah it's completely unnecessary in in this game and it's it takes away uh any advantage you know you could potentially get over someone like you know if if you're playing like lower stats you could take advantage of certain things tactically and it makes it more fun. I think it makes it more of a, a a game for someone using their brain rather than just, you know, fucking wheel and deal until you've got uh, like a massively high OAPV team. And, like me. And, <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't want to say, but yeah. Yeah, I know exactly <laughs> you get that. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, we're going to have to wrap up uh, in a sec. Uh, I think what we'll do is we'll go with Daryl for the transfer roundup and then we'll, uh, we'll go to a couple of questions for, for you, Steve, from, from oh. the forums. Oh dear. All That's right. all right. <laughs> so, oh, oh, yeah, no jingle though. Don't worry. You don't have to do a jingle, Steve. But um, yeah, we'll go, we'll go straight to Darren. <laughs> All right, this week's top cash buys, two massive 100 million cash deals completed this week. With the first of all, uh, Abu Bakr, uh, 2,937 centre forward leaving. We are with GSA leaving Juventus for Mainz in a deal with us that 15 mil over max. Then Shurrell, 30, 106, 38 centre mid, 37 free roll with attack at GSI. Also completed a 100 million move from Bohemians to Mainz in another max deal, this time 30 mil over max. The arse is falling out of Mainz, isn't it? Spending 28 mil over max on two old players. Is he panicking, is he? Is he panicking? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, both completed deals give Mainz the chance to change things up, and they need to. With Sturmgratz train closing fast, fucking fast. <laughs> I'm on you, son. Um, this week's top swap was indeed Kimmich, who was on the move again as he joined one of UE's favorite holiday destinations in Lazio. 26 years old, 108 38 sweeper amongst many positions. Has team on him as well and was joined alongside Alvarez, 2237 centre forward, who has pot. Heading to Napoli in the deal was De Haas. 2103.39 centre back with midfielder height and pot. And Aurier, 2803.39 right wing back with determination. Uh, busiest That's a good manager. Deal, Steve. Yeah, it's mm. very good for both mm. sides as well. Mm, uh, yeah. Busiest manager this week. Lech got busy this week. 
First of all, with Cantwell, 2,329 free roll with attack, flare, and pot. And Ibarola, 2,5236 left mid, 35 anchor man with determination. Joining from Trelleborgs in a deal that sees Byro, 2,305.39 center forward with pro, flare, and pot leave. Byro was failing to find the net, so we are told he's been brought in at Trelleborgs to take penalties. Um, Lek also allowed <laughs> Decore. 2,806.39 centre mid with free kicks head to Brighton in a deal that sees Costa Dinov, 30,102.38 anchor man with experience. Rodriguez, 2,738 centre mid with teamwork. And Kilty, 2,402.36 centre forward. And 34 mil also changed hands. New Brighton manager Naif also did another deal and asked why the big revamp. He stated, I'm forced to deal at Brighton because all the players have a really poor state of mind with Faddy not sending turns. Or Faddy <laughs> just being in charge from previously. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> the Dave Hammond transfer special by Munich captured the signing of the mighty Sancho this week. 21-105-40 right left mid with flair GSI and pot. He also has 10 star control. He did cost Madison 2,538 playmaker and Sorloth 2,508 target man with height, determination and pot. Apparently, lots has been said about this deal, but I for one have heard nothing. Sancho must be one in, of the best in the game. So a great deal completed. Yeah, I, I haven't heard anything about that deal and I see nothing wrong no, with I that. I didn't hear it. 238 no. PVs for arguably one of the best in the game, you know? Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Fair. Good deal. Um, yeah, I, I I haven't heard anything either. So I think Dave's no, Chip, is a, Chip is a good manager. He knows what he wants. Dave Dave's just trying to start stuff in it because he's trying to get the, <laughs> he's trying to get the attention off the fact that he's failing, and I'm catching. I, it. I, th I think it happens though, doesn't it? Uh, you know, there's usually someone um, you know doesn't get that player, and it goes to someone else, and they might not be happy. Uh, you know, and they <laughs> kick up a little fuss, and then it's it, it just snowballs. I've I've seen it so many times in various games and. It's, I don't think there's, you know, half the time it, there's nothing wrong, you know. So, yeah, I, I haven't seen anything there. To, I, think, you know. I think that led on from the scenario with Kane, didn't it? Probably. Well. Yeah, but probably. You, is, always, could, you always get a couple of those. I could see where them boys were coming from. Me, if I was selling a player and I knew Barca and Man City were interested, I would want to speak to them before I decided. He didn't. That's his choice. Yeah, so, that's it, and that's know. the thing. I but you know, whilst I agree with you, I would I would always look at um, uh, all deals to make sure I get yeah. the best deal. At the same time, you pay your money. You know, if, that, if that's the deal you want to take, that's the deal you take. Simple yeah, but as. some people yeah. they'll they'll offer, they'll accept yeah, because they've yeah. been offered what they want straight away. That's not the way yeah, I do it. Yeah. but you know, that's up to them. I, I yeah, but I don't know. You know, equally to back that, I have. I mean, I I think I did a a couple of deals with Mark Roan, uh, and uh, one of them, I think, it might have been like the fact when I got Fabian off him. I think, uh, he, yeah. Either way, when when he came, when we sort of had a little chat about it, it he just literally offered exactly what I wanted. I offered yeah. what he was going to accept. Deal done. It didn't have to go to anywhere else. It it was just what I wanted at the time, and I got exactly what I want. Could I've got a different deal and a better deal somewhere else? Quite possibly. Quite possibly, but you know, it's it's it's, it's the it's the chance we all take, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. And I've I've so. waited for other deals to come back and lost what initially got offered. So I do tend to try and do them a bit quicker now. But some managers more difficult to deal than others, especially Andy yeah. at Mallorca. <laughs> well, Joe. Funnily enough, um, we're going to go to finish off quickly with the questions now from the forum. And uh, the one of the first ones was um, 
Andy Young, he actually asked, how much does Steve really want for Rod- Rodri? I, I'm willing to give a lot for Rodri to get him back, but he wants too much. I've offered Kimmich, <laughs> I've offered Kimmich to him, and I'd add another player to get Rodri. That's how much I think of Rodri. He got 95 as a sweeper this week. He's a phenomenal player. Wow, but, it's a wreck. Yeah. So it depends if he goes up and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> fair point, fair point. Um, and another one from, oh, Christ. Uh, Amir, he's asked, uh, how on a sca- on the scale of Jay being an alleged cheat, do you think Lazio will do this season? Fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, go on. <laughs> how do you think Lazio will do this season? I can't believe Amir's brought Jay into it after what he I did. Know. He always finds yeah. a way. He's yeah. trying to get the Rat attention gate. off him, isn't he? Yeah, that's it. He's trying to get the scent away, isn't he? Yeah. Fucking weasel. <laughs> I don't personally think I'll go up. No? No. I think I've left it too late. I think that the sheer fact I'm four points off Genoa, if it was two and it was just a win, perhaps, but I'm a draw specialist, so I don't think I have. I think I've tinkered too much this season, which is disappointing. But I'm going to smash the league next year. I'll make sure of that. <laughs> Whatever league it's in. But no, I don't know. I think it's I've left it too late in all fairness. Okay. Uh Steve oh Christ, another one. Steve, oh. um, the Rangers managers asked uh, who is the dodgiest dealing manager out of Fifey, Steve at Lazio, and Harry Redknapp. I think it's Harry Redknapp, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> I think it's loophole Larry, Mr. Fifey at Dundee, to be honest, but I'm not gonna elaborate on that. He's so not, what, <laughs> I don't think he's dodgy, is he? No, I, I, do you know what, I, I think it's, it's smart in what he does. It's he, funny. He just do you goes know what? Like, clear it's weird, sort of thing it's he, weird. He wants. I hear a lot of stuff of people saying about dealing with Faddy. I've never, ever had an issue. It's been the easiest deals I've ever done, really. To Faddy, be honest, I've never seen team. him pass season one in a game. But this one, because he's <laughs> spot, he spotted the loophole, he's milking it for all he can get. But don't get me wrong, <laughs> he's, he's a good lad and he's not afraid to do a deal. I love the way he puts players up and says, this is what I want. And he gets it. Yep. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly how I approach it. That's why I've got no, me personally, I'd have no, no issues with the way Fifey uh, uh, plays the game. Yeah. I, you know, if yeah, people could say loopholes and stuff like that, but you know, it, it was just a bit tainted for me when you're swapping a player out and then buying him back for cash, gaining pot players. That to me is just a bit, it's not on. I think anybody gains an advantage in a game doing something like that. It's not really, it's tainted it a bit for me, but I, you know, I never fall out with a guy over it because he is a good lad. He's good for the game. He's a pain in the ass, but he's, he's good for the game. So I can't right. for that. So pe- people doing stuff that's immoral is not good for the game. So uh, just a little <coughs> Amir. Um... <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, we've got uh, last. Oh, did we have another one there? Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, will he, will he ever, uh, Jamie Cook, Barcelona's asked, will he ever swap Sayonku with Barcelona? No. <laughs> that's a nice quick one. Yeah, uh, yeah. Here's one more. Here's more for Daryl. One for oh, Daryl uh, from right. Missile. He's basically said, uh, "You need me on the pod. I'm quality. Admit it." No. <laughs> and the I very would, last I one. Rather, oh, sorry. I would rather eat my own earwax live on the pod than have Missile. I, I would rather listen to Daryl take a shit. There you go. <laughs> and uh, the very last question from uh, Carlos, our, our fellow, our uh, games <laughs> duck. quackers. Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Quackers. Uh, genuine question. How has he felt he has done in in uh, game one two one? What would he change if he could? And uh, who is the one player he regrets swapping? Rodri, hundred percent. 
Yeah. Never should never should let Rodri go. Phenomenal player. I think I've done okay for t- team building wise. Fantastic. I couldn't have asked for any better. I've gone through my old turns. This team is so far ahead of any other team I built. But I think the game's allowed me to do it more. I mean, I brought in two thirty nine PVs this week, hundred and sevens. So it's dead players are there if you go for it. And I would have had a deal for Soyan Chu if he'd have learned to read. <laughs> centre backs up for swap, so Jamie Cook thinks he's a thirty nine. Why? <laughs> oh, there you and the go. only one thing I'd change in the game, which I've always oh, yeah, said it, yeah. I think rest of the world teams should get pluses, but not great massive rises. But I think like Say thirty percent of what we get in the first team, or twenty five percent of what we get, just so there's a bit. It makes it worth scouting, and there's different different things. You go back for a player a couple of you know next season, he's gone up, that kind of thing. Mm, I just mm-hmm. think it would be a bit more realistic because the the way UE set up the rest of the world, nobody ever improves apart from UE, which isn't really right, is it? No, that's right. That's right. So. Well, on that, I think we're going to wrap up. Unless uh, Daryl, no stories this week. No, I'd be out myself. I'd be out oh, myself. Thank you for that. That yeah. makes a change. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I took a week off. I took a week off. <laughs> you, you, left, you, still, you left the Tinder, Tinder app alone for a bit. Try to find, <laughs> refine my innocence again after it got left on a sofa in Colchester. So, <laughs> yeah, trying, to, trying to tone it down a bit. Lovely stuff. Well, on that, we're uh, we're wrap up for for, t- for this week's uh, podcast, and we hope you'll enjoy listening to it. Um, yeah, thank you very much, Steve, for coming on. And obviously, thank you as always, Daryl, for putting up with me mostly. Uh, but yeah, thank you very much and uh, see you all soon.